Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here on DKPittsburghSports.com. Our podcast platform is taking off. If you have not seen all the shows we have added, whether it's the Fifth Ave Podcast, whether it's Around the 412, Steeler Nation Unite, Yin's Hers, we've got it all. Sorry if I missed somebody. But yeah, I know we, you guys already know Mad Chet. They've been around for a hot minute. Uh, but we got all the podcasts. We we bringing them to you, and we still keeping our other shows rocking, like Ramon Foster, uh, Pirates Podcast, be named later the H Two P Podcast, and Lolly Carter Steelers. Of course, and DK's Daily Shots too. Uh, we got all them shows right here for you, for free on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Check us out anytime you want. Now, Pitt fans, rejoice! College football has returned. It kicked off this weekend, starting with games on. August 28th with week zero, you had some uh, some irrelevant games. You know, you had uh, Illinois, Nebraska, meh. Um, <laughs> wild things happened in that game. But uh, point being, we got some football back. And Pitt plays in less than a week from you hearing this podcast. Because on Saturday, September 4th, they kick off the season at home, 4 p.m., Heinz Field, in front of fans against UMass. Now, if you've been following a ridiculously funny uh, Twitter account, a parody account, it's a parody account of, of uh, offensive coordinator Mark Whipple. And I like Mark. He's a nice guy, even though I still don't understand why they run to the sideline every time they need to play. But uh, I've had good conversations with him. But this parody account, uh, is, it calls itself Mark Whipple's coach underscore Whipple. It's, or I think it's two underscores. Either way, point being, he's been having the countdown to the kickoff of the Mark Whipple Revenge Tour. Because if you don't know, Mark Whipple was the head coach for five years at UMass. And I have to say, I'm impressed. This parody account has kept up all the numbers. They've Every day they've put up a new pit player from all the different eras, whether it's Quadri Henderson, whether it's Dane Jackson, whether it's Jordan Whitehead, whether it's Tom Savage. I mean, they've, they've been going through that. They had Dan Marino, Daryl Strong. Okay, they have Joe Flacco in here. That's just ridiculous. Joe Flacco was was barely even here. But you get my point. They've been counting down. And I know you Pitt fans have been counting down as well. Now, if you've been reading my work at DKPittsburghSports.com, you're pumped. 
Because one thing about this team that I think will shine brighter than it ever has in Narduzzi's program is leadership. Now, this is a double-edged sword for Narduzzi. Because on one end, this is the best leadership he's ever had. Everybody has been a part of the program. They've seen success. They've seen failure. They know the difference between the two. They know the effort that goes into that difference. You still got Kenny Pickett leading the way at cornerback, quarterback. You still got Deslin Alexander bringing it off the edge. Cam Bright has stepped up at linebacker. But not only do you have those guys, and Cal Adamite's their fourth captain. Those were the four captains announced at the kickoff lunch in which I was at, which was really nice to be, to be at. But they got 27 seniors, whether they're super seniors, which are guys who definitively are in their last year, redshirt seniors who are technically seniors but could come back another year, and a true senior in Jockey Shaq Louis. They've got 27 of them. And that was one thing that they, those guys told me I even wrote about for DK Pittsburgh Sports at the, end of the, at the end of last week. Was that when I talked to these captains, they're like, this is probably the easiest captainship you can have. Not that it's easy, but you've got 27 dudes around you, or 26 dudes around you also being captains, being leaders, setting examples. A lot of programs, you won't have that many seniors that come in with that much experience. Because, again, some seniors, they're transfers in. Like like like, like Pitt has Melky Stovall, Marcus Miner. They're transfers in. They just got here. They're here. They're seniors because they're, they, they, you know, they, they transferred in. That This is their only year. But then you also get guys like Phil Campbell and Chase Pine and Carter Warren. Guys that have been with the program, that know what the deal is, aren't necessarily captains, but aren't anyone that's going to just show up late for meetings or barely show up on time for meetings or slack off or take something lightly. They know what the tone needs to be set in the locker room, on the practice field, on the game day field, on the sidelines, when you're walking through the halls, when you're traveling you know, from, from off campus or on campus, living to your classes. They know the bar that needs to be met, and that makes leadership such a much better thing this year. That's the good side. Now, the double side of this is that if things fall apart this year on Pat Narduzzi, there's not a lot of excuses here. I was one of the first people that said, listen, Pat had a rough year last year. Like, everybody had a rough year last year. COVID just messed everything up. Jalen Twyman opted out. Paris Ford opted out. Going into last season, those were the two guys that you expected to be the superstars of the team. Imagine if Jalen Twyman played like he did in 2019 for the 2020 squad alongside Patrick Jones and Rashad Weaver. Imagine if Paris Ford was able to have that in front of him and he plays up to that level next to DeMar Hamlin. Imagine that defense getting all the... I mean, those are two huge pieces from 2019 that they didn't have and they were still one of the better defenses in the ACC. Still led the ACC in interceptions. That's why I give Pat Narduzzi a mulligan there. I also say I give him... Uh, more than a mulligan because he's developing a culture there. There are players that understand that they understand th- these things, and this is what I want to see this year. Forget records, forget nine wins, forget ten wins, forget any of that. 
If you listen to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast, you heard me talk about resilience. How does this crew respond when the chips are on the table? How does how does anyone respond? You know, when another team they break a big play, and it happens every team at some point. When you're in Division One football, there's talent everywhere. Every program recruits, even the, the UMasses of the world. They will have some stars on their team, and sometimes you'll just get beat. But how do you respond to getting beat? Do you stay focused? Do you look to your brother and say, hey, that's my, that's on me. I'm going to get it the next time. Do they support you? That's what you want to see. If this team has that this year, if, they, if, these, if, this, if this overgrowth of leadership can lead to those moments where pit football, when you know, say like when, when they went up against Miami last year and they had a couple plays that they just fell for and Miami got some easy long touchdowns. If when that happens this year, because it will at some point, it's college football, these are, these are kids still. They're young, they're young guys. There's going to be mistakes. They're going to let up a touchdown. They're going to turn the ball over. How do they respond in those moments? Do they do they fold up? Do they keep making mistakes? Do they try to do they not are they not able to push it off and look to the next play and, and figure it out? That's the resolve you want to see from this team. And if that resolve is there, it's going to prove to everyone that Pat Narduzzi has something special brewing at Pitt. And I know there's a lot of people that are naysayers of Pat. I say you give the man time to actually build a program. The best programs are not built overnight. They're built by guys who are given time to build. And let's face it, Pat didn't inherit some great uh, dynasty of Pitt. He inherited the legacy of Pitt, which is awesome. I got to see Jimbo Covert talk at the luncheon, a Hall of Fame Pitt lineman. Was inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame recently. Got to see him in his gold jacket. That was really cool. There's tons of that legacy. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about what Pat Narduzzi had to build with. A lot like how Jeff Capel had to had to rebuild. Now, I won't say I will say Pat Narduzzi inherited a much better situation than Jeff Capel did. But you get my point. They still have to establish their tone of what the culture will be in this program. But with 27 seniors, all who have been. With you, and Pat Narduzzi even hilariously pointed this out. Trey Tipton, who's in his seventh year with the program, got there when Pat started. So literally, Ed, there's not a single person who's been on the team for more than four years who, who wasn't a transfer and who was originally recruited to the team that didn't come from Pat Narduzzi's tenure. So this is the tone. What tone gets set this week when they take on UMass, 4 p.m., Saturday, Heinz Field, September 4th. Let me know if you're going to be there at Carter Critiques on Instagram and on Twitter. Always down to chat with, with Pitt fans, Steelers fans, and the like. Even in, even if you're not fans, if you're just someone you like another program, you happen to listen to Pod. I appreciate you. We're not done. We're going to keep talking here, getting you ready for week one of Pitt football right here on the HSB Podcast. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back.
back here on the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, keeping it rolling on the H2P Podcast on DKPittsburghSports.com's podcasting platform. Check us out. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, anywhere. Podcasts are hosted. Rate us five stars with a positive comment. That stuff really helps out everybody, not just us. But it also helps out DK's Daily Shots. It also helps out the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. It also helps out the We Are podcast. I know, Pitt fans, you may hold it against the We Are podcast, but hey, put it aside. Because guess what? We got all this other great content. The Pirates podcast to be named later. The 66 to 87. The 5th Ave podcast that we just added. The Around the 412. You get I, I, I've already named all the shows that we just added. You'll help us all out with five-star reviews and positive comments. Just keep promoting the brand. But I digress. Back to Pitt football. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that saying, Chris, why should I be excited? It's Pitt. They're going to Pitt. We will be pitting at some point this year. And listen, I get it. I believe I was a freshman in college. Not, not at Pitt, but at Cheney. I went to Pitt after that. But I remember being, I think it was a freshman in college when they had what, a 28 to nothing lead over Cincinnati and they blew that. And it's not just football. It's also Scotty Reynolds with Villanova. It's also watching Dwayne Wade single-handedly dismantle them in the Sweet 16 when I swore that was Ben Howland's year. You can tell I totally have let go of that, by the way. Um, but when I look at this, at, at, the, at this season, I don't mean to pump you up and make you think that this is the championship team. And I'm not saying the championship team. But I do think there's something special that can be right here with these Pitt Panthers. Now, you've seen me break down different position groups with my articles, some film analysis, some explanations on what makes this team special. Desmond Alexander, that defensive front, they're still going to be bringing it. They got dudes who are going to be bringing Habakkuk, Baldonado, off the edge. Deion Hayes, who I think is going to be phenomenal this year. Kalijah Kansi up the middle. Devin Danielson up the middle. I will say maybe the surprise that no one's really talking about up the middle will be DeAndre Jules. That man is huge. He dominates people in, in, the, in the A and B gaps. This defensive front is going to bring it yet again this year. And they're backed up by those linebackers who, as I've explained, might be the deepest part of the team. you got Cam Bright as the vocal leader. Servasier Dennis as the all-around universal utility guy who can play every single position, not just well, but very well. Made third team All-ACC last year, leading the team in tackle for losses. You still got Wendell Davis, who looked really good at the mic last year. You still got Chase Pine, who's one of those super seniors I told you about. Phil Campbell, who's a super senior. John Patrician, who, if he's your sixth option at linebacker, you're doing really good. But like I said, the the linebackers, loaded. Secondary, that's where you see the youth. That's where you see, like, hey, they need someone to step up. But I'm really excited about Brandon Hill. I think he could be the soul of the secondary, as I did, I believe it was last week or two weeks ago, as an episode of the H2P podcast. You want to check that out. Brandon Hill at safety. Eric Hallett. Damari Mathis. A.J. Woods. Marquez Williams. And Rashad Battle. I'm hearing really good things about Rashad Battle. Man, if... If these guys put it together on defense, that unit is going to be dominant yet again in the ACC. And there's no more Trevor Lawrence. I mean, yes, there's other talents out there, but Trevor Lawrence was the big dog 
out there that everyone was always terrified of, right? You know, there's still Sam Howell that have to take on UNC, and the schedule's not going to be easy, but they can set a tone this year. And again, they've got veteran leadership. Like I said, how do they respond when some of those teams, they make some of those plays? Do they come back and show them, hey, we are the Pitt Panthers? You don't. You know, you don't you don't step to us and think that this is going to be a light fight. You're going to be for real. And that's what, you know, a lot of these captains have talked about. Desmond Alexander talked about it. It's like we're tired of people looking at us and say, oh, the pit will give us a tough fight. No, you got to know you come in, when you come into Heinz Field, you're getting a game. It's not just going to be physical. It's going to be you better be on your P's and Q's if you want to beat Pitt. We've talked about the running back position. Where Izzy Abadikanda has really taken taken a foothold and looks like he's legitimately the number one running back now. Everyone's excited to see his explosiveness, his talent, his ability to make people miss. We'll see that against UMass. You still have Vince Davis, who's, who'd be a solid number one. He's an even more solid number two if you have Izzy leading the way. The wide receiver room, who also might be you know, might be the second, they might be the second deepest part of the team, led by Jordan Addison, Tazier Mack, Shockey Jack Louis, Jared Wayne. And I'm telling you, watch out for Melky Stovall. He, from what I'm hearing, they're they're like this is DJ Turner like of uh, transfer gets. And I know I'm not supposed to always say everything that goes on in practice, or much even, but I'll tell you this: that kid's shifty. If you see him on the field, look out for Melky Stovall out of Hawaii, transfer guy. And the offensive line, as I've been talking about and writing about, I think this could be a unique part of the team. Yes, they lost Jimmy Morrissey, but Owen Drexel's more than up to the task to be that number two center. And then you got leadership like Carter Warren, Gabe Hoy, right next to him. Marcus Miner, who they're saying eats the most of the linemen. When I asked uh, Carter Warren that, he was like, oh, it's definitely Marcus. He eats more than anyone. When Kenny Pickett gives us those uh, those steak dinners that we get to go and get every week. Uh, Marcus is the one getting two hamburgers and then ordering some dessert. And everyone's looking at him like, dude, how are you still doing this? But also, he seems like a consummate young man professional who's ready to ascend in, in his career. And it's huge. And it's swallowing up people at the line of scrimmage. And you still got Jake Cradle. You still got Matt Gonsalves. You still got people that are stepping up there at the offensive line. And of course, this all centers around Kenny Pickett. Also, I didn't mean to leave out Lucas Crawl, but they're excited about him too at the tight end. But y'all know Kenny Pickett, this dude, this team can ride on this dude's shoulders. He's a warrior. He's a battler. He's seen battle through some of the toughest situations with Pitt over the past several years. Whether it's beating unbeaten Miami in his first year with the team, upsetting Central Florida, or taking ones on the chin, like losing back-to-back one-point games and then getting hurt and being out two weeks. And coming back and leading them on the road against Florida State in a big in a big win that flipped last season around. Really saved last season. There's really good shots here, guys. Now again, I'm not gonna sit here and try to try to tell you like, oh yeah, Pitt, they're they're gonna walk into ten and two. This is gonna be a no, this is gonna be a fight. Because we all know Pitt loses some of the, a lot of those games that you think they're supposed to win. Like we look at this early schedule, right? UMass week one, we're supposed to win that. Tennessee week two, Tennessee's always a weird one. That's a person who watches SEC football a lot and just football a lot because I'm a junkie. Tennessee some years can be really bad but play certain teams really well. That's going to be interesting. And in Knoxville, that's going to be interesting. But then you get Western Michigan, New Hampshire. Those need to be games that Pitt does win. And the problem is over the years, there's a lot of those games that Pitt's supposed to win, like last year with Boston College and NC State, and they didn't win. 
But let's say they, they, they're able to show that consistency, that leadership shows up early on through those first four weeks. Your first game's at Georgia Tech where you dominated last year. Your second game's at Virginia Tech where you've, had, you've struggled at Virginia Tech, but this could be the year to write that ship and say no more. And Virginia, Virginia Tech, not a team that I'm too pumped about this year as far as prospects-wise. You have a legitimate shot to be 6-0 when you come back home and you're hosting Clemson in late October on, on Saturday, October 23rd. Imagine the hype that would be around that. Imagine the excitement that would be like, man, this was it. And imagine you pull it off. And I know Clemson, they don't got Trevor Lawrence no more. They're still, but they're still Clemson. They're still top dogs in the ACC until someone says otherwise. If they can get to that point and win that game, even if they have one loss lead coming into that game, if they can win, man, people will be losing their minds. People will be thinking, well, there will be legitimate talk about things being different with pit football. And again, this is the year to do it for Pat Narduzzi. Get that nine-win season. Get that ten-win season. They had a double-digit win season, I think since 2009. They haven't had a nine-win season under Narduzzi yet. This is the year to get it. I hope you're pumped, because as you can hear, I am. Excited to be able to cover these guys, see what Pitt has to offer. It's going to be an exciting year. We'll keep you updated right here on DKPittsburghSports.com for all your Pitt news, updates, uh, analysis, podcasts. Check out here at the H2P Podcast and all our podcasts right here on DKPittsburghSports.com. You get for free on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Rate us five stars with a positive comment. That stuff helps out all the shows on our platform. I'm Chris Carter. We hope that you're enjoying the show. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Stay tuned for all the pit action we got. I'll be talking at you again next week after the game on Saturday. Hope you'll be there watching it with me.